Good evening. Good evening. It is Tuesday, which means the club is, of course, going up. We have top shot happenings to discuss. We have the release of ballers on the Dapper platform, and we are going to do a very special thing we have never done before, which is we're going to head over to a Twitter Spaces post-show. We're going to wrap this up a little earlier tonight, maybe around 9.45 on the YouTube side, and then we will all go hop in a Spaces so we can uh, chop it up, hear from more of you. Let's do it tonight on Club Top Shot. Damien, you can retire. Let's call up Steve Kerr right now. Tell him you're done. Three on two game. Oh, I'm an incredible basketball player. Awful shooter. Awful shooter. Nasty jumper. Would you ever gamble on shooting? Here we go. We got y'all lighting up. Club Top Shop going up on a Tuesday. You know we're doing good. Eric is already tilting us doing a space. My God, dude. I said we're going to do 45 (laughs) minutes of YouTube. Can we just try something new? I mean, is this an awful idea or do we like this idea, guys? We we like the idea. We like the idea a lot. We want to hear from more people. We want to bring people on stage. We want to hear their thoughts. It's, It's enough of our voices at some point, you know? It is really interesting, Jack. I don't know if you've noticed this, but... You know, when I go on to my feed with the spaces, I see all kinds of NFT spaces. I don't see anyone from the fantasy community. I don't see like a lot of general sports spaces. Are you seeing that with your followers? Yeah, I don't truthfully ever click into spaces either. Um, But if you're watching this, make sure you do. Um, But yeah, you're right. It's not a platform. The NBA's messed around with it. There were some fun like... uh, People were using it like for gossip hub. Like there's been interesting use cases, but nothing has really stuck like how we thought club, ha- you know, how clubhouse was used. Well, oh, you, yeah. what you wouldn't know um, <laughs> or you would know what, what couldn't you get on? You couldn't get on clubhouse. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I didn't, I didn't get on club. No iPhone, no iPhone. I knew Twitter so, spaces was going to win out. So I just didn't bother. Yeah. So, so Twitter spaces has won out, but it definitely is not taken like the incredible IP that or conversations that clubhouse was garnering because for whatever reason it just doesn't have that vibe yeah uh speaking of different platforms and nft content jack i saw your new nft show on snapchat was absolutely crushing are you molding the minds of these 19 year olds into becoming nft bros guys just wait i am (laughs) i am setting everyone up to come buy our bag so have no worries Episode three, we'll start with segment one, which will be how to buy your first NFT. So we're good. Just hold Jack, on. I'm, I'm a bad friend. I don't know anything about this. T- t- talk to me. What, what, what is this program? What are you doing? So, how are you molding the minds? So Snapback Sports, which is my little media company, is the biggest sports Snapchat account. So think of like an Instagram account, Twitter account, House of Highlights on Snapchat. You also have shows on Snap, so like original content series. So we launched a show that's just like my sports takes. And then we saw the success of that because Snap feeds that to new followers because they sell against it and then it's a rev share. And so we're like, this audience needs to hear about NFTs and crypto collectibles, finances, etc. And so episode one went well. 
episode two. You throw Stephen Curry in a board ape in a thumbnail, and I, I guess you're cooking with gas. So, uh, what, yeah, it's going well. What are the replies or the comments you get from from that crowd? Is it the like, are the kids right click save as? Or are they more? <laughs> what what's their their reaction to it? So on the show, Snap actually doesn't allow you to reply back or comment. So where YouTube is removing the dislike button, sorry to all our lazy lions. We can now talk unlimited Wait, shit. I missed that. That's official. Yeah. YouTube's going to remove <laughs> the dislike button. Um and so the one of the founders of YouTube has the account rights to the original first video ever posted on YouTube. You should make it into an NFT. But he changed the pinned comment on it to like don't take away dislikes. That's embarrassing. Like he's like coming at the people running YouTube besides the point. So you can't reply to their shows, but my personal account, like I posted about it, you've definitely got some, uh, some boomer kids, right? Click, boomer, say, boomer you kids. know, those boomer 18 year olds are the worst. Uh, but one kid replied today and was like, I made four grand last week flipping NFTs. I was like, that's almost a full ETH when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> but these days it is. Yeah, yeah. That's Back in the bear the, market. So yeah, and and he's not here for reason. He claimed he had a, but he's just down tremendously. I think he's working his night shift at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah we didn't uh, mention Andy. Is it here? He did have to pick up a second job. I mean, once Ethereum <laughs> dipped to forty two hundred, he was down pretty bad and had to kind of rethink all of his life trajectories. I mean, one week you're at a Playboy NFT party, and the next week you're picking up a second job. So uh, <laughs> poor Andy. Uh, I think Jack. The next part with these NFT is like you guys need to partner with maybe Coinbase or something and have them all ask for Coinbase gift certificates for Christmas, and then you hit them with the MetaMask tutorial, and then we're off to the races. That's what I'm saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm working it. I see people in the chat who are like, is this why Knights of DGen has, been, has doubled over the past week? Uh, no, that's not why. The Knights have not made it into the show yet. Um, I, so one of the things, I don't know if you guys follow... I don't think Mike has an Instagram because he's actually a boomer. I know, Pete, your Instagram is used for um, non-traditional fantasy football stuff. But I don't know if you follow any of the NFT stuff on Instagram. So Not a lot, yeah. Yeah, there's a few big pages. It's like NFT, NFT money, Metaverse. Um, and one of them is really good. Metaverse is really good. It's a genuine news delivery, um, kind of gives you the lay of the land. NFT... Because uh, we wanted to get our drop for nights promoted, um, just like get it out in the in the world. And NFT like sent us back a rate card. Yeah. So a lot a lot of these um, platforms are like, you know, just using it as advertising. Which Prices is in same. ETH or US dollars? <laughs> That's a good question. They should have priced it in ETH because we were like, it was like twenty five grand for a post three weeks out. Like they are booked to the nines. Jesus. Um, because if you're new to NFTs and you come to this page and you see like, oh, this collection is doing this and it's 300 bucks, it's like, okay, that's a, no one knows where to go. Like we're so far in this bubble. I get questions every single day. Like, how do I buy one? Where do I go? You know, all that stuff. Um, so trying not to be one of those pages where like you're a paid shill because I just think that you become, you know, 
you're corrupt at that point. You've been corrupted. Um, we only shill underdog fantasy. So that's right. Uh, Peter, underdog. welcome to the stream. Up, How are we Pete? doing, buddy? Yo, I was doing everything I could and, uh, you know, Gracie bath and just running late. So apologies. I'm late. I don't even have a drink. I mean, wow. Yeah, no. I'm sure if you uh, message Ashley to bring you a drink, she'll take that. Just I got sushi perfect. coming in like ten minutes, so I'm I'm gonna ask you know a double whammy. Get some sake going, and you're you're good. I got no, my dinner yeah. too. I, I my still dinner. I was uh, rearranging my liquor cabinet earlier, and I still have that giant ass bottle of sake that I had purchased for our uh, sushi swap jaw rule night, and I have not <laughs> tapped into it since then. Uh, hopefully, it it holds well. Uh, what do you got there? Chocolate cake, Jack. No, it's teriyaki. Teriyaki steak, oh, just, but it rhymes. So. Okay, all right. Um, Mike, what's what's new in uh, in your world over there? Not that much is new, honestly. I, I am still on the very, very back end of what called flu-like symptoms following NFT NYC. I got hit by some bug and have been all out of sorts for the last week. I've been unhealthy for the last like six weeks, but I think I'm good now. I'm, I'm still coughing. Well, I'll, I'll mute myself as I cough throughout the evening. Um, but I am feeling better, ready to rock, ready to talk some top shots, um, ready to ask Jack about his new 8K camera and uh, where that comes from and if he borrowed that from the NBA. And yeah, excited to be back. I, I, I mean, it's been three weeks for me. I miss you guys. I can't believe, yeah, three weeks you were sick. Then we were off for NFT NYC. Yeah, it is. Uh, it has been a while here. Um, what? What? Uh, we've we've had a decent amount of stuff going on in the uh, Top Shot space. I feel like you know the big news was kind of the botch challenge or the initial rollout of the challenge. Why don't you let people kind of know uh, what went down with that? Yes. So there are there have been a few issues recently. So I think the first. Uh, I, I don't know the exact time. I think the first issue was there was a Diana Taurasi fandom moment that required, I think it was four legendary moments from the In Her Bag set. And that upset quite a few people because there were a lot of people who were collecting every single one of those moments and they were maintaining a full fandom set. And this, um, the Diana Taurasi moment capped out at, the most that could possibly be would be 125 of them. Obviously, that's super unlikely because you need four different legendaries and they're not perfectly distributed and there's some multiple owners. So it's probably going to be sub 100 circulation. I don't know. Did that mint happen? I don't know if that mint actually happened, but I know that the people were upset about that because there were a lot of people who had nine of nine moments or whatever it was and wanted to keep that as a full set and no longer would be eligible to do that without spending thousands of dollars. And so... People viewed that as a Dapper oversight. Dapper basically said, if you had all of these moments before the Diana Taurasi challenge, we will airdrop you, I think, a pack or some Dapper dollars. They, they tried to make it up to people, but people were still upset. They thought it was kind of a signal that Dapper still doesn't have their shit together um, this late in the game. Then in... Real quick, yeah. I, I, I might be incorrect on this, but... In the email for it too, didn't they say like it was like Brittany Griner or something? That could have been something else. That could have been the first Tarasi challenge. But I'm pretty sure like the subject line was Tarasi. Then in the email was Griner. I don't know. Chat may be able to confirm that. Yes. So so yeah, I don't know about that, but that kind of segues into the second theme of of issues, which is there have been 
a lot of typos, mistakes, um, things like that in emails and on the moments themselves. Um, you know, there was one misnamed player. There was an incorrect date recently. And I think a lot of people are like, all right, look, when it was four months in and this was a brand new thing and you were dealing with explosive user growth, fine, we get that. Now you've had plenty of time to hire quality control. How are these issues still happening today? And it's, it, I, think, I think it's valid. It's, it's a very valuable company. This is their flagship product. They kind of hold themselves to almost a higher standard and, and, and kind of say, you know, we are not like one of these 10,000 um, 10, 10, edition projects or profile picture projects. We're better than that. We're affiliated with the NBA where we have significant valuation. We've got real VCs behind us. And yet the product in some ways has been lacking. Um, so that's been an issue. And then most recently, there was a Tony Parker uh, Vintage Vibes Challenge. I think it was Vintage Vibes or Fandom. I don't know, one of those. Yeah. That they required six archive three-pointer moments. And there are only four unique archive three-pointer moments, which means uh, obviously you need more than one um, or you need to stack some archive moments. And a lot of people had one of each to create a set. And they, they, they basically felt like uh, DAP is a bit out of touch. It didn't make sense. And then after 45 minutes or so, Dapper made an adjustment to the requirements for the challenge, which came four weeks after Dapper announcing they'll never change the requirements for a challenge after it's been announced during the Diana Tarazi challenge and, and, and the follow-up from that. So there's been a lot of these loose change, slipping through the cracks kind of issues. And I think that combined with market performance while everything else is pumping has people frustrated. And I think understandably so. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, Michael says in the chat, I don't think people would care about these mess ups nearly as much if the market yeah. wasn't yeah, yeah, down. Yeah. And and I'll even toss out the if the market yeah. wasn't down like 30%. It, it's just too, it's it's when stuff adds up, right? And people are now going out of their way to find things to be upset at Top Shot about. You know, so anytime something pops up and there's a chink in the armor, you know, people go for it. And this is just another one of those things that's ultimately not a big deal, but it's another knock against I, kind of the professionalism. Yeah. I don't know if Michael's necessarily right. I'm pretty sure the most rage ever against Top Shot was during the bull run, right? It was every time the queue was broken. It was every time they released more moments that people thought they should. It was... Like people are just very hyperactive when it comes to top shot. Now it might be the main thing people are talking about because there's less activity activity in the market, but like I don't think it actually has as much to do with the market being down. At this point, it's like, didn't they promise us a roadmap for series three? Didn't they say that we would have like probably be out of beta by series three? Did like it just feels like there's way more. And to Mike's point, flagship product, $7.5 billion. Like what is going on? You know, that that's the general sense around Top Shot. Peter, what, uh, what do you think about this? Because I know you sent me a text uh, when you were trying to complete that Tony Parker vibes challenge and you were absolutely livid that you didn't have all the moments necessary. So why don't you kind of sound off here uh, how frustrated you were when you ran into that dead end? You know, I don't recall that uh, text message, Pete, but uh, yeah, it seems like sentiment across the board is is not good just from following on Twitter. I mean, I kind of um, pack my bags, think just broadly that 
Top Shot and Dapper will figure out a lot of things out. And for me, like a big thesis was just that Series 1 stuff. So I haven't been following as actively. Even like the NBA in general, this is the least I've followed the NBA. Um, I It's my second season not playing full-time NBA DFS, which that was such a grind, like looking back a couple of years ago. Um, I mean, every single day. It was great, though, because I love the product. I'm playing basketball most days. I still appreciate a lot of the players. Um, but yeah, I haven't followed like super, super closely other than Twitter and Twitter sentiment from uh, just like an outsider's view seems negative. Um, I did have a friend just sold, sell like a hardened season one for like 20 K or something, maybe like a week ago. So I was intrigued by that, but, uh, yeah, we'll see how the playoffs go. And then the, the next thing that I'll pay a lot of attention to is the NFL product release. And I think yeah. that will be a big signal for the company and they definitely have to have their product ready for that. Like it's discouraging to hear that product is part of the challenge. Yeah. Um, Peter, hopefully this doesn't get you in trouble, but Clay did put out the bat signal for Ashley to bring you a yeah. drink. This is going to end poorly. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah, the NFL stuff is tough. Yeah, because you just think there will just be natural excitement for NFL. Um, you know, people are going to want those moments, but then there's also going to be trepidation around you know, the platform the supply, basically all the same issues that we experienced with Top Shot. And so it'll be interesting to see how that dynamic plays out with just the overall enthusiasm for the shiny new, you know, sports toy with the NFL license versus the kind of infrastructure issues that we keep seeing play out. Yeah. Also, I mean, just as a whole, I mean, NFTs across the border down a significant amount from the highs i mean there's we've had a lot of recent run-up mostly tied to like board apes and things and today there's a couple other projects that popped off and obviously there's different ebbs and flows but it's interesting how do you guys like if you if you charted like the market the total market value or however you want to define uh these things with top shot punks apes across the board how do you think they've been trending like I think there's a different there's different periods of time so yeah what's your what's say the 2021 as an example well, I mean, apes are absolutely ripping now. We had the Jimmy Fallon tweet, a lot of yeah. that. I mean, they're coming off of a big NFT NYC week. I, Jack, I saw you had your your engagement farming post about them flipping punks. I mean, the apes are having a moment right now. Well, well, I mean, I want to keep this focused on Top Shop, but I am curious, more information, more data, our conversation with Mike. I've sided not against apes, but I've always said I like thesis behind punks more but now it just feels like it's realistic like it really feels that way uh but we can talk about that later i think pete like 2021 obviously top shot if you were in january february you're up like rocket right you can't yeah. be down uh march was march april was the crash we had then you probably were down 50 percent. i would guess um, and then there was a little resurgence and I think we're back down to those levels of 50% or even lower on obviously certain moments, but it does not feel like there's ever been like, we've definitely never gotten back to the, to the peak. Right. Um, and whereas if you think of punks, I think we're at like half a million now we're at 400, 350,000, like, but three months ago, this summer, they were 80 K before you know, that insane, insane run up with Visa and all that. And the apes have just <laughs> just gone ballistic. So um, Top Shot is it's another reason why people are upset at them is because over any essentially any time period, I feel like Top Shot's performing the worst. 
Yeah. And I mean, Mike, how do you feel about that too? Because we do see still a lot of, you know, big accounts, whatever, you know, these blue chip projects are, people want these high end rare blue chip NFTs. Like I, I haven't had my finger on the pulse of, you know, cosmics and these more rare top shots, but are, are, do we have any sales? Is there any movement? Is there any interest in these, in the best top shot moments right now? I would say very, very limited. I think that people are hesitant to put big dollars toward top shot right now until there's some market stability and some path going forward. The concern that I have um, in, in the short term, and it's something I've expressed before, is what drives the market today. And it's very, very much geared toward guessing what Dapper does next. The, the best way from a financial standpoint to play top shot right now is you know, think what set was released recently, what hasn't been used in a challenge yet. Let's try and preemptively guess what Dapper is going to include in the next showcase challenge. That moment may go up 30 to 40%. No reason to look at Series 1, Series 2, Summer 2021, or, or anything that isn't likely to be in a challenge. Um, and the, the problem is the farther we move away from the NBA collectible angle, the on-court performance, the maybe the history of series one and the more it moves towards just what staff are going to do next. And it doesn't even matter who is in the moment, what the moment is, what it represents. It just matters. Did, did Dapper decide to put this in the next challenge? I think that's going to continue being a, a it's going to be a rocky market with instability and, you know, lack of demand for anything outside of things in challenges right now. And so it's, I think it's incumbent on Dapper to try and move back toward NBA collectible. You know, th that's why I'm here. I like basketball. I think there are some cool plays throughout the platform. I want to collect those. I don't really want to play kind of challenge bingo and be constantly on Twitter and on Discord monitoring what they're doing, filling out showcases in a 48-hour window. I, got, I, I kind of want to do what, what Peter's saying where you know you grab a, a nice collection you've got some s1 some nice moments maybe you try to grab a pack here or there but you don't worry that if you aren't paying attention at all times you're basically pissing away value and you're not really participating in the platform you know that, that's that's a very very difficult thing to keep up with it's tiring and i, I don't think it's sustainable and so i don't love that um, i still really like the product long term i think that to me this still resonates with me far more than apes would or punks would. I, you know, I still think if I were if I were an ape owner, the most exciting thing would be about Jimmy Fallon joining isn't oh I'm part of the same thing he's joining. It's I'll get exposure and that'll push the price up and then I can sell. Whereas I do think Top Shot retains that angle of I'm a Knicks fan. I like LeBron a lot. This was a memorable play for me. I'm gonna go watch my you know R.J. Barrett in person. Hopefully, the better he plays, the better my assets perform. Like those kinds of things and those angles, I still enjoy more than anything else in the space. Um, but um, I, I wish they had a little bit more direction in the product and kept it closer to the game itself. It, yeah. it really feels, and we've given Dapper the benefit of the doubt a bunch, especially during Series 2, about how Roham says they're building a 100-year product. And we've given them a lot of the benefit of the doubt. Right now, in this current state and market, it actually feels like they're printing packs so that they can drive value to investors and they're going to IPO and that's like they're out. Like that's just how it feels. If you look at what they've done since the end of last season, right? That was supposed to be at least in 
how everyone following at the end of beta. And then this year we're going to come out and market and crush it and everything was going to be set. And literally all they've done is like printed more moments and partnered up with D Wade. Like, am I wrong for that outside of the kiosk in Vegas? Like had, I guess they sent a, like eight people to the bucks game. I don't know. I, I haven't been as in the weeds, but like, I think real, that's real the quick. Point. Yeah. Shout out, Ashley. Look at this. <laughs> oh, let's go. Oh, yeah. The drink. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out. I mean, this this stuff is the Waterloo Black Cherry. I mean, we're uh-huh. talking A plus. And then, you know, I haven't been drinking today. I'm going to try to lose some pounds, some salad. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you say you're going to try and lose some pounds as you yeah, I need to lose some weight. Badly. Dominate the sushi. Um, yeah, I'm going to. But I, I have intermittent fast today, so it's oh, good. Nice. Ah, I do have a perspective yeah. on that, but Mike's more in the weeds. Um, because my, my my just quick view is that they should be trying to generate a lot of revenue with the packs, and that should be like funneling back to collectors. Right. And I think there's all these cool things they can do with the NBA, and um that that model makes a lot of sense. And I, I think Mike hit the nail on the head. I mean, it needs to be a collectible, and I mean Jeremy was talking about that early on as well. So yeah, yeah. Mike, what's your view? Yeah, so, so I think it's interesting because, you know, when Top Shot goes and does a pack drop and it sells out and people buy the packs and they're excited about it, people, you know, the community seems to think that's a cash grab, it's bad for the, for, for the ecosystem, whatever else. When Bored Apes does a, you know, um, 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 for, uh, I don't know what it was, the kennel drop, whichever one raised some capital for them, and they made $90 million off of that, that's viewed as a positive for the ecosystem because now they have capital to deploy in favor of their collectors. So I think it's on Dapper now to say, yes, we, you know, we have generated quite a bit of capital. We've raised a lot of money. We, you know, we keep selling packs, but that will funnel back to collectors to, to Jennings's point just now. And they haven't done that much from that standpoint. They've kind of flexed what they have access to and that they can, you know, get sweet access at the NBA finals and get access to players and do knockout with Obi Toppin and, things like that. Um, but most of these things don't touch the average collector. And, you know, it's not that clear how collectors will benefit from this. And if that's in the form of, I don't know, a rake back or flow token drops or something like that, that basically says, we appreciate you as collectors. It's, you know, it's hard to reward this many people because there are half a million people, whatever it is in the platform with real life experiences. So instead, you know, here's some dapper bucks, here are some flow tokens, here's something else like that which I think would be helpful. But I mean, Jack, to, to your point, they haven't done that much. Um, it seems like there's a lot on the cusp. It always seems like there's a lot on the cusp. You know, they announced something with KD. They've announced something with Wade and just not that much has come from that. And I don't know if something will come from that um, or what their plans in the future, but they haven't done that much yet. I think it would be fun too. I mean, just looking at some of the parallels that we're seeing with current NFT drops and even just random profile picture stuff. And and I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here, but the scarcity does matter. And we even see projects that, you know, come out as a 5,000, you know, mint counter or even lower than that are selling out that scarcity is driving, you know, interest in price action. It would be fun to see Top Shot experiment with some more limited drops where wow, there is Pete. This, what about some super rare ones to bring immense amounts of attention to the product? You know what? I I didn't. I, <laughs> no, I they're that. they're too they're too rare, probably too rare. But like yeah, something yeah. like 
those are those are Peter Jennings auctions. <laughs> like I'm talking about, you know, something like a 2000 count or even like a showcase challenge reward that just because you complete it, maybe you are a part of a lotto of right. 1000 people that get it and right. make those moments worth something because basically my relationship with showcase challenges now is I'll complete it if I have the right. moments. I'm not going out of my way to buy and complete because I don't necessarily feel like the reward is going to be something super, you yeah. know, valuable. So I just, I do feel like unless you absolutely love the basketball moments themselves, and there's lots of people that do, and they should continue to collect those that it, 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 there is kind of a scarcity issue right now with making the moments valuable. Yeah. I, I saw, I saw a comment somewhere deep in the chat and obviously my eyes went right to it, which is, the only way to make money on Top Shot right now is to buy packs. And so I will drill this point home over and over and over again. I really think it's bad for Top Shot economy how profitable packs are right now. It makes it completely undesirable to do anything else in the platform, completely unprofitable. And it's riskless to just play pack lotto. And I, I think that it's, it's a really, really bad thing for the ecosystem. A lot of people on the platform are here just to kind of flip moments from packs, which which I get, it makes sense. Um, but I still don't think we've kind of reached the point where most people on the platform are here to collect moments and enjoy owning the moments. I still think that a lot of people just see that packs are plus EV and really, really valuable and will just only participate in pack drops, never buy from the market. And that'll be the case until they chill on the value of packs. Peter. Like that, like does. <laughs> yeah. hate a rent seeker. As the so I don't hate a rent seeker. I just think they're bad. It's bad for the ecosystem. Yeah. One thing that's clear to me that's going to work in NFTs is like basically tickets to access and exclusive communities. Like I think apes and punks are just like high end digital country clubs. Um, access makes sense. I love the like three Michelin restaurant that's going to be you know you're going to need an NFT to get into. We'll see stuff with golf. We'll see stuff with certain parties. And to me, I think all the, one of the reasons we were all bullish initially is Top Shot has that exclusive access with the NBA. And access to the NBA and its players is one of the most desirable things in the world. So how, like, that's the thing they need to be thinking about the most. That's what needs to happen with all the money that flows to them. Like, in theory, this can be a huge win. The players are making money. The NBA is making money. Uh, we're all getting these unique experiences. Collectors are making money for being on the platform initially. Like that, that's the win. And I don't know. We'll see how it goes. And it's definitely a, a model that'll work for the NFL and all these other leagues as well. So hopefully. Do you, do you think we owe, do you think we overestimate potentially the relationship that they have with the NBA? Meaning they have the license. The NBA is obviously super supportive because it's a very fruitful deal for them. But do they, you know, is the NBA actually able to give them access to players? Give that right? Because the well, NBA that's where incentives just need to right. be aligned, right? Like that's right. where it has right. to make sense. So, right. and there has to be more of it. There has to be the collectibles part. I mean, I think they nailed a really cool product. To me, still one of the coolest experiences, like opening packs, seeing the highlights. Like it's a very cool product. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely much better than like a physical sports card. If you just compare, like a highlight is so much, it's much better entertainment. Um yeah. I think they're also kind of underestimating, you know, how fancy or involved some of this in-game benefit or in arena stuff. Dude, you know, they should just have be. like even being able to go out and like, oh, here's the top shot shoot three pointers contest. Yes. 
Well, I love that idea. Go I, shoot out, and then if you make you know a certain amount of threes, and maybe you get something cool, or they have the half court shot for you know some money. Like the other thing too that I we were are meant to hit on that I think is so crucial, and part of the reason NFTs as a whole have done super well is it's just like gambling. Like they should have, yeah, maybe there's some exclusive experiences only a hundred people get to meet and party with LeBron and D Wade, but if we all had like a chance and it was based on your collector score or whatever, like, and it was a pro rata chance or something, that would be really cool. Like, if I mean, they can do really exclusive stuff, especially if they turn it into like a lottery type thing. And <laughs> Corey's uh, surprised you won a shooting contest. Yeah, of course I was playing that to myself, obviously. No, no, I, and I'm very, I mean, I'm as cynical as they come. I, if I'm going, I'm going to the Celtics Lakers game on Friday, cross my fingers, uh, LeBron plays like, even if there was a kiosk where I could go scan and for my collector score, I get like an, uh, even just a ticket NFT to put in my digital collection that I was at this game, I would go yeah. fucking scan it at the kiosk and be like, 100%. Oh, By like, the way, why don't they have a partnership with like Bud Light or some of the stuff too? Like they could do all these things where you get stuff at the games. That'd be great. But the ticket is, I, a, is do we awesome. Not that, I guess the question, do we not think all this stuff is coming? It's, it's like very, it's, it's obvious stuff. It's like clear that this would all be beneficial. We've all been talking about it for the last year now. Do we think that like, a, they for some reason have, have less ways. access than we think. B, they feel like they're not ready. C, they don't know these are options. I don't know. It's got to be one of those. The, it's the, inter- logistics. There's probably a lot. The of, uh, in arena stuff I know is is very pricey. They're also very worried about you know a hundred person line. That's actually a bad experience, right? If you have a thirty thousand person arena and even a hundred people are in line. They're missing, you know, over a quarter of the game. And they said in Vegas, right, they couldn't really filter people through. How, like, what experience do you even do? Is it just a QR code that gets you that? Do they have top shot representation to explain to people why they're coming up, right? So I also don't think it's as easy or monetarily, like, as simple as I think we think it is. Um, Once again, I don't think that, Top Shot can just hit up the NBA and be like, hey, we want to be in MSG tomorrow. Like they probably have to go through the Knicks, through Madison Square Garden, pay the same that any vendor has to pay, get licenses, get, you know, all that stuff. So, yes, it may be coming, but I think our initial perception was like, this is the NBA's thing and they're going to do anything they can to make sure Top Shot gets whatever access. And I think slowly we're realizing, okay, they are treated more like just another business with an MBA license. Maybe they have a little advantage, but I don't know how much. Yeah, I think that's fair. On the, on the real life experiences that Jennings mentioned, my boomer question is, do we think people care about the experiences or do we think people care because they think the experiences will push the value of their bags, but they don't actually care about the experiences themselves? There's some cool experiences you can get where you can real win real stuff. The other really lofty, if you want to go like the full blitz, like really expensive thing, like the baller arena now, I guess, or ball arena, ball arena. Uh, it used to be the Pepsi Center. We have Club Lexus. Wait, it's wait, Pete. It's not called the Pepsi Center anymore. No, it's called like Ball Arena. So, Are yeah, you I, fucking I'm sorry, Ball me? Arena is a fantastic name. When did that happen? Arena. I've been calling yeah. it the, the Pepsi couple Center. Years, maybe I don't know. Jesus, Two the years. Ball Arena. Something maybe I'm even getting initials. it wrong. It's like an yeah. aluminum or something company. Jesus Christ, it's, it's awful. Lavar Ball bought the naming rights. <laughs> Anyways, they have this Lexus thing. Club, which is just yeah, it's Ball Arena. Uh, it's the nuts, and it's only for courtside. You get 
free free you pay for the ticket you get the booze you get like they have like uh buffet desserts ice cream all this cool it's 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 a great experience you're back when you're the locker room and a lot of uh stadiums have put in like th similar things like certain areas like why not have a club top shot like in every arena they should yeah. that's where they should be investing the money even if it's the nba is not giving it to them they should be investing dollars there yeah, doesn't DraftKings have like uh, something? Yeah, DraftKings has a bunch of suites and yeah. all this different stuff. There's activation to like sign up for DraftKings accounts at certain stadiums. I mean, that was a big thing with the Broncos initially. And we also see. I mean, I, I'm not gonna be someone who receives those, but you guys would be. I mean, we. I still see in Pete. You see them all the time. The people who play high volume on DraftKings are getting. Uh, I saw. Was it Knowles fan? Was that? Yeah, like, you get suite tickets. That's easy. He was on the field at the uh, at the Chiefs Raiders game. Uh, yeah, of course. So, yeah. That's the kind of stuff they should do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I, I I do understand the part of logistics, you know, being being hard with that stuff, but they they do need to start scaling up um some of those so some of those benefits and you know mike you were asking you know how much of that is people want that experience versus just wanting their bags pumped i would argue that a lot of people like anyone who's just buying in the marketplace now they're buying because they like those moments right like no one's buying these thinking it's gonna like 5x in it the also it also helps offset right like if you do get this experience or even the chance at it, you can reason like, okay, this is why I own it, right? And so even if the price doesn't necessarily go up, the gap in what you paid or would pay, maybe that helps, right? And it is just paying for a ticket through a different medium. The um, thing I have high conviction on is that, and, and they're doing this a little bit with like the collector score, but there should be like lottery type payouts for um certain things and i think access to really cool things is cool but there could be other things you could just get tickets you could give a variety of things but take someone's collection how much they've invested in the platform and give them a random chance to win something really sick like that that's why everyone loves minting nfts right it's like okay here's the next pfp like whatever maybe this one will pop well and like it's always exciting to mint something because you're gambling that you could get like the one super rare thing and i think that top shot needs to have more of that. And it, it exists to a degree with the packs. Um, and I think that's where a huge part of it should be going forward too. But there should be a there should be there should be other stuff as well. Because I don't know. Yeah. The packs yeah, I mean, like like should there, just all the pack should be like neutrally be and the and the fun part of it should be like that that gamble element. But the reward, like there should be an extra incentive or they should, should recirculate some of the revenue from the platform. And uh, some of these other sit like sit me courtside at a Knicks game, sit me anywhere at a Knicks game, and I probably complete a Knicks set. Right, that's the re whole reason Pete did it was for some made up chance that we all convinced ourselves was coming. Like happening, it, it's still happening. It, I bought a Quentin I mean, Richardson moment. It better. I happen. bought an Andre Miller run it back moment. <laughs> right. We're still grinding <laughs> these Corey said, or who wrote it? Who wrote it? Someone just wrote it. But um, they're saying, how can we scale up if we're still in beta? It's a good question. Like. How are we still in beta? And with that being said, the other thing I want to talk about tonight is like the communication. Pete actually mentioned the communication in February, and it is still not ironed out. Now through email, now through Alan is dropping hints, right? On we might see platinum and sooner than later. It's like, how are we still not buttoned up on this? Like it, it really feels like the products in beta, and it's been so long that that's why people are losing faith. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
No, I, I agree. I've, I've always been hard on them for their comms, and they've been unresponsive to it. I would say just the, the the comm side, it's like just figure. Have have one person who's dedicated, just making sure there's uniform, consistent comms. And I, I really, really, really dislike the idea of like you know Alan leaking the ultimates thing on on I think it was Plunge's show and. You know, someone coming on here and leaking information. They should be much, much tighter about market moving information and substantial information. And like even with the showcases, there's a Discord announcement and you know, forty two minutes later there's an email, then there's a tweet eighteen minutes after that, then there's a retraction, then there's a correction, and it's just like just you know, tighten up. Tighten I'll, up. Just I'll have, say yeah. the first yeah. time I was ever like I don't know what the word would be, but I, I really thought the rake back thing, not, I, I get that if for legal reasons, they might have had to change situation. That's fine. But acting like it never happened yeah. was one of the most bizarre things. And it really just makes you as a collector, as a fan of the product, be like, damn, like they, they're treating us who, whether or not they're selling packs right now to raise money for investors, like we got them those investors, right? All of the community, all of our early investment, all of our hype, all of our tweeting, all of our sharing with friends, right? We got them to where they are. Obviously they built a product. I don't want to sound like conceited, but we were a major part of that. And then to turn around and make us look like idiots and claim they never said the word rake back. They could never do rake back. And then like someone just pulls up a very simple clip of Jacob saying it. And I don't want to put it on Jacob I don't, because we know that their comms are not streamlined and perfect. So it's not anyone's fault in particular. But acting like that never happened, that was like really weird to me. And I was like, why, why make us try, like why try to make us look stupid? Um, and so it just goes with everything we said from the start. Like they got to communicate better. And if you fuck up communication, don't try and blame it on us for paying attention and listening to your office hours and then following your Twitter threads. You know what I mean? So that that did rub me the wrong way for probably the first real time. Internet's written in ink. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing, too, is we're now seeing I mean, we, we talked about the ENS drop last week, but, you know, people are now um you know, seeing these companies, you know, give back to to early adopters and and not that I, I do think it's a fine line between a sense of entitlement versus being rewarded for being active. But I would say uh, Top Shot hasn't explored that line yet. Um, and I do think they're with how much money like I, I mean, look, if, if I was on the Top Shot team, I would be over there saying it's time for a grand gesture. We need to fucking do something. We have been stuffing our pockets with money from this, and it's time to give back in a big, big way because we have lost a lot of goodwill and sentiment. And I don't know how that manifests. I know they've done lots of the little things, but it does seem like we're entering, you know, grand gesture territory. Just win people over. We, you got the money. Just, just win some and people back over. What Would it win you guys over if they release NFL's product? Like, probably not. There would be excitement to Jennings point, but like, we would all be like, I, I would feel like I'm being used again, right? Like they didn't fix NBA. They didn't get out of beta with NBA and they're just going to snag a ton of cash from us again, because I want to have all the Lamar Jackson moments and I'll shamelessly probably do it. But I think it's like to, they have to get something right before they try and go after this new venture. 
Yeah. Because I, the, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I've, uh, I've had it like conflicted feelings even about the NFL stuff, right? Because uh, I've talked about it before. I mean, all these random NBA players, I don't know. I know fucking every NFL player and I'm going <laughs> to want to be excited about it, but I'm going to have in the back of my head, like, are you just blasting off because you truly want these moments? Or do you think there's an early investment thesis here? And that second part is seriously in question. And so mm -hmm. I have been somewhat nervous about NFL being like, how am I actually going to interact with this from an investment standpoint? I think Mike like is saying packs are bad for right. Like how do they even get the release? Right. And no matter what they do to release it, people will think it's wrong. But realistically, people will just play the pack game because no one is going to trust the market marketplace. No one's going to be able to price anything. No one's going to know what's coming. No one's going to know the roadmap because we don't even know these things for the NBA. And on top of all of this, they promised that it's coming this season. And so I think there's a lot of uneasiness in the top shot streets of like, how do they get an NFL release? right in the next three months when it feels like they've had years now over a year to work on top shot and we're still not there it's going to be interesting and then are they going to retract that they ever said this year like it, it's not pretty right now yeah i mean I, I i would yeah i wish they wouldn't have said this year because i would have just get get your ducks in a row in the off season launch it in like july in advance of you know the nfl season just it, it, at least where we're at now and just use kind of the NBA experience, get all of the, you know, in arena, all, all the kind of things that you can, you know, you can just map right over to the NFL product, like get that all, you know, it, it seems like launching two products in beta at this magnitude and scale would be near impossible. I don't know. I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. So my hard question is, do we think that what's going on behind the scenes might be them basically taking the perspective, you know, we're going to take our licks and social media. Now people are going to be upset, um, but we're getting everything organized and we don't mind if the market tanks right now, but whatever it is at the start of next season, let's just say, for example, we're going to do a marketing blitz. We're going to, you know, we're going to do some real stuff with Kevin Durant and Wade and, there's going to be some people we lose along the way, but this is a tiny percentage of our ultimate user base. And you know, let's say there's 500,000 people today on the platform. They think it's going to end up with 30 million. And so they've kind of said, you know what, let's just kind of deal with this. Let's keep everyone calm enough that the platform doesn't completely sink, but kind of fuck those people. And eventually we're going to bring in the masses and those people will kind of quiet down and be drowned out by the excitement of all these new people we're bringing in. And, we just don't have the resources, the manpower, or the care to placate these people and do an airdrop to keep them quiet for a month before they complain about something else. And let's just kind of bide our time until we are truly ready to get out of beta. And then we'll launch and everyone from that point forward and everyone from February 15th and before will be fine. Everyone from February 15th to the end of this NBA season might be upset and so be it. Yeah. I, I have two two takes on that. One, part of the, I think, reserve to that, Mike, is like CryptoKitties was a thing in 2017, right? It's not like this team, obviously not the same people, but like you've seen Dapper-led product like never rebound, right, to a degree. 
So that's I think, hard. That's a tough comp though. That's 2017 I, NFT world to this. Sure, too. sure. But yeah. but we're talking about building a unicorn, right? And they've built one, but they've built a unicorn before, essentially, and and it just didn't work, right? And I agree that timing is totally different um, at this point. I I just I think there's a lot of people who are probably nervous about that um, right now. I th- my, what my question comes from the genesis of it is there's a lot of obvious things they could be doing right now. If they wanted a happier user base, they could start rolling out serious marketing campaigns. And I see that, yes, they're doing a little bit of marketing. There's the occasional like in arena, big screen thing. But like, I think all of us were expecting like on the court at MSG, it would say like NBA top shot this, maybe like literally a, a Jersey patch commercials during NBA games. Uh, kiosks, things like that. And I do genuinely think that stuff is coming. So the question is, why not now? And I think the only reasonable explanation is they genuinely don't feel like they're ready. They either feel like they haven't figured out the economy, the platform is not where they want it to be. They're still working through regulatory issues. Um, who knows? But for some reason, they don't feel like they're ready to roll out these products. There's a lot of low-hanging fruit they could do to keep people happier now to get more users on the platform that they're not doing. And I don't know why, but I'm assuming there's some reason why. I don't know when that gets resolved, but the question from their standpoint is, do we just kind of keep things afloat right now? And then when that stuff gets resolved, we can kind of push the platform forward the way we want to, or are they gonna say, these people have kind of fought for us and defended us and stayed with us. So we should kind of reward them and I do, as much of a joke, as it's a joke, and I've mentioned it before, they are genuinely in beta. For anyone who's not comfortable with that, like, wait till they're out of beta. But they're in when, beta, uh, which is, which is I don't know, but th- th- that's them signaling to us there's more to come before we, we feel like we're ready to blow this thing out. Yeah, so uh, so the, the last thing I wanted to touch on, and I tweeted a thread on the general NFT market. It, you know, everyone, we're so early. We're so early. It's in beta, right? When marketing, when this, when this big blitz of money, because they have billion dollars. I don't like want people to get misconstrued. Like they have marketed. Like Quavo did a live event. Dwayne Wade partnered up with them. They partnered. They did a massive thing with Boardroom and Kevin Durant. They run Facebook ads. They run Instagram, Instagram ads, ads are all over. Yeah. So like, I, I'm just saying, of course, they could sponsor an NBA team's jersey patch. And of course, there's going to be a lot more money dumped it. But they're struggling for users. I, I know that for a fact. And their methods are not fully coming together. So I, I don't think that there's necessarily like just a flip of the switch, like we once assumed. I, I just think that you have to be conscious of that. I, I agree. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. One sec. The last yeah. thing, and we've mentioned it before. Not everyone is going to be an NFT believer. Not everyone's going to collect moments because not everyone collects sports cards. Like I think I'm the only one on here that collects sports cards. And you've got four massive sports fans. Pete's a major gambler. Pete works in fantasy football. Mike, you're like, you love finances in the market. And I'm the only one who collects really actively in that market. So who's to say just because you're a huge fan? Now, does the blockchain and and signing up with an email make it much easier? Yes. But we do have to be conscious of like, just because you show 100,000 people top shot and say, here's a moment, doesn't necessarily mean we're going to capture that whole market. So. 
And, and one thing I was going to say about the whole win marketing thing is the best possible marketing, and this is true for all kinds of businesses, is it's giving back value to your existing and most engaged fan base. And then they become your marketing because they are evangelizing. They are so excited about that. Look at any successful NFT project. The reason that it moons is because their users are talking about it nonstop. That's yeah. your marketing. That's Just like the run-up. Yeah, yeah, the run-up. Bleacher, ESPN, they all did it yeah. organically. The athletes, they did it too. And people who point to like, why does Gobert and Tobias and Curry have a bored ape? Like, why aren't they buying their own? At first, I did think it was like, well, they kind of want to just get their bag, right? Which is like that Top Shot's going to pay them to promote it. They're paying other guys. But really, like, those guys were in it early, Halliburton and Barnes, because like, they were having fun. Their moments could go up. They could invest in themselves. Right now, it just feels like it's a boring product. And if you put money in, you look in a week, you could have bought it for cheaper then. And so I don't think that like if they did give a platinum moment to each player, that could be interesting, right? Like I think it could organically get players back into it. Um, but I do think there has been marketing. I don't want people to yeah. be confused. On that. I, I agree with all this. But like, again, they have this beta tag. They're telling us that, you know, th they've communicated they're not. It's not like open the floodgates right now. I don't know what that means they have coming, but they must be keeping things in their back pocket for a, an emergence from beta. So whatever that is, I don't I mean, the Jersey patches might be a silly example, but something like that where they feel like I'm sure they're working with fantastic marketing agencies and data analytics platforms that say these are the most effective ways to onboard new users. And they're not doing that yet. And if they were ready to do that, they wouldn't be in beta anymore. The beta, again, is a signal we aren't ready to pull out all these levers that we have available to us. And I don't know, again, what that entails. But I, I do think, you know, having literally Michael Jordan as an investor, they've got some sort of deal with Kevin Durant, some sort of deal with Wade. There's a lot of stuff they can do that they aren't doing right now. And I, I mean, it, it's hard. It's annoying. People are losing money, whatever else. I think at some point they reach the end of beta and they come out of it with some sort of bang. And I don't know how or when, but there's got to be some reason they're not doing it yet. Jennings was there. Like, they could just be essentially a monopoly of commercials, right? When FanDuel and DraftKings were going at it, and now you have BetMGM, Caesar, everyone for the sports betting stuff. Like, if they're the only ones who are buying TV commercials – Maybe that's it. Maybe that's super powerful. You pair that with in event stuff, and maybe that's your home run. But I don't watch commercials, so I don't know. I think that is not the home run. Um, TV is expensive, and even the betting companies, we're seeing it now. It's reflected right. in public markets. I mean, they're spending a bunch of money competing against each other. And listen, um, as valuable as I think collectors are, and I think the potential of Top Shot, like, customers on a betting site um, that's doing sports betting and what that evolves into. I mean, the LTV of those are, are off the charts. So right. I, to me, they got to do stuff online. I mean, they're on a new frontier. They need to own web three. And I think right. the NBA part is the, you know, what they do with the leagues is, is really critical to me. And yeah, I know that other people have licenses and other companies, but they should just align incentives. And I think they've done a good job of that so far. Um, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully revenue that they're generating flows back to the collectors of the NBA. And I, I'm normally the opposite. Normally I'm giving companies the benefit of the doubt. I think people, especially like customers and collectors are definitely biased towards themselves and 
we had all these great things. I'm not trying to look look at it through that lens. I'm just the long term of this. There's a huge win win um, if they if they leverage that access. I think. All right, let's stick to our original plan here, which is heading over for a little post show uh, spaces. I, I can tell from the chat, uh, lots of interesting uh, comments, questions, concerns here. So let's go expand this conversation. Uh, we can bring you guys on stage, uh, get your questions. We can uh, chat this out further. I know everyone has lots of opinions on this stuff. I'll see lots of ballers chat uh, in here, which I want to get to and talk about over on Spaces as well. So I'm posting the link here in the chat to the Spaces. If you follow Club Top Shot on Twitter, you will also see us live. You can tap in there. We will continue this here. If you are listening to the audio version of this, just stay after the jump. I uh, hopefully will be able to stitch the audio together into one full length podcast so we are going to drop off from youtube and head over to twitter spaces we will see you guys in just a couple of minutes